It's a new year and a new decade. What better time to start fresh and gain a new perspective on your daily life? It's the perfect time to evaluate your habits and say out with the old and in with the new. I love the new year and the feeling of change that it brings. So today we're going to explore how to find your coziest you in this new and unwritten decade. Hello again, and thank you so much for joining me here today. It is 2020, guys. I cannot believe it. I can't believe that the 90s were 20 years ago. That truly seems impossible, but apparently 20 years have passed since then. So during the new year, I always find that it's the perfect time to start fresh, try new things. It's a brand new season in my business. It's a time for me to focus on new projects, like this podcast. And at home, it's really a time for me to have lots of organizational projects around me and feel like I'm getting life set to take on the new year. But while other people are setting resolutions, I try not to set them because honestly, I'm not a huge fan of resolutions. When I set resolutions, I never keep them. Because I feel like with resolutions, there's a sense that if you break it, you're done and you can't continue on. And I don't really like that feeling. I also like to set small goals instead of big ones, because a big goal like I'm going to get healthy in the new year is really broad and it leaves a lot of room for human error. And I don't know about you, but I have a lot of human error when I set goals. But by setting smaller goals, it's much easier to achieve them. But honestly, the base of all goals or resolutions, no matter how you slice it, it comes down to trying to figure out what you want and why. So for me, this year, I want time, which seems like a very elusive concept because there are only 24 hours in a day. But what I want is more time with my family, I want more time to be creative and I want more time to rest because honestly, isn't that what we all crave in life? I know it can be hard sometimes to find, but that's what I'm going to attempt to achieve more of this year. In terms of figuring out why I want to do all of that, it's really easy to kind of get into the routine of things and not know why you're doing them. You know, you get up, you have breakfast, you shower, you go off to work, you come home, you do it all on repeat. But if I take a step back and think about why I'm doing something, it makes everything that I'm doing have purpose and I'm much more motivated to do it to begin with. Like figuring out why I exercise. You know, it's not just that I want to fit into a certain size clothes because Also, side note, no clothes are the same size no matter where you shop. So that's a whole nother story. But I want to exercise to be strong and capable and be able to chase my kids and have them see what it is to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, in terms of why I take pictures, I want to create memories for other families 
and express my my creativity at the same time and in a way that really means something to people you know there's nothing better than when i take pictures and i'm really happy with them and i send them off to my clients and they just start gushing about the photos and the this moment that was captured for them and frozen in time because again going back to time you know we're only given this one life to live and it's so hard in the hustle and bustle of daily life to remember all the little things that happen. And so to be able to freeze those moments for other people is so precious to me. But you might be wondering, how does this all have to do with coziness? And how do habits and coziness correlate? So getting into that, when I was growing up, I was not the most organized human being. My mother will certainly attest to that as will my husband, because he basically had to help me change all of my organization habits after we got married. And I really started to notice within the last few years that when the house was more cluttered, I became more anxious. I've struggled with anxiety for a long time, and it's been a big challenge for me to figure out ways to lower that base anxiety level. And it was so fascinating for me to figure out that when the house was clean and not just clean and tidy, but when things really had a place, it made my whole body feel better. It was crazy. So it took me a while to figure out really what type of organization routines worked for me because, you know, I have two small kids, toys are a huge culprit. My own bathroom and bedside table, those were huge culprits. But one thing that's really helped is picking up items at the end of each day so that the next day starts on a good note. Because when there's routine, there's less that can go awry. And when it does, you're prepared. I mentioned in the trailer, but I'll mention again right now that I truly believe that coziness is a state of mind. It's not just having cute decor around. And so it was so interesting for me to notice that my anxiety level was so much lower when everything was put away and tidy. And so it made me think that if I implemented the same sort of organization ideas into other areas of my life, that I could create a routine that really worked for me and my family. When there's a routine with whether it just be you or with kids, there are less things that can go awry. But of course, things do go wrong because it's life and things always go wrong and not according to plan. But if you have these routines in place, you're more prepared. So one thing that I've been working on a lot in the last year is saying no. In the past, I have made myself available 24-7, no matter what, to everybody, to my husband, my kids, my friends, my clients, everybody. You know, I would sign myself up for these miscellaneous commitments that I wasn't passionate about. And, you know, sometimes that's okay, but a lot of the times I just realized that it was taking time away from my family and I needed to make a change. So now I'm still available 24-7 to my family and my closest friends, 
They know they can get a hold of me anytime, day or night. However, I still need to make sure to take care of my own mental health. And saying no is a huge part of that. So with work, that means that I'm no longer taking on projects that I'm not passionate about. And that was so hard for me to say no to. Because as I'm going to talk about in episode three, I had huge imposter syndrome when I first started my business, and it took a lot of effort for me to train myself into saying that it was okay to say no, that in order to be my best self, in order to be the best photographer that I could be, I actually had to say no more often than I was saying yes. And that has been a huge weight off my shoulders, just coming to that realization. Because now when I do something, it's because I want to. And it's really freed up time so that I can take on even more fun photo projects and other creative outlets like this or like knitting. I haven't knit in years. I'm finally knitting again and it feels really good. So when it comes down to it, I might not be a lot less busy, but I'm busy with the work that I care about. And when I am away from my family doing work, I know that it's for all of our best interests. Another habit that I'm working on changing to create my best cozy self, and this truly is about coziness in all forms of the word, is my sleep routine. So a few years ago, I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. I was going through a lot of stuff. And I talked with my doctor and my therapist about setting up a sleep routine. And it is life-changing. And I know that when I do this routine, I'm going to have a really good night's sleep. So it starts out, I'll give you the whole rundown. Starts out with getting everything you need for bed ready. So if you have water on the bedside table, like I do at night, you get that ready. You put your phone away, you get your pajamas out, you get a book ready. Then you take a nice warm shower or bath. Doesn't matter which, just as long as you're getting nice and warm, relaxed, and clean. From there, you come back to your bedroom, get your pajamas on, turn on a lamp and climb into bed. No overhead lights, no more phone, no screens, nothing. And you just read until you fall asleep. It's that simple. And I'm telling you what, guys, I have never in my life had as good of sleep as I do when I do that routine. And I think part of it is the no screens, but part of it is also just knowing that I'm everything that I'm doing is working towards calming my body and mind down to get me prepared for sleep as opposed to just rushing around the house cleaning or working and then trying to shut my brain off all at once because it never really works that way does it and when I do that routine I after a while I really start to notice that everything starts to get better my mood improves my digestion improves my temper improves truly It's life-changing. I can't stress that enough. Go do it. 
And when I set myself up for success at night with my sleep routine, it's so much easier to wake up in the morning and work on the other habits that I'm trying to change, like dedicating and scheduling more time for rest. I know with kids that can be super tricky sometimes. Even without kids, that can be tricky. I have some of my best friends are doctors and their schedules are just mind boggling. They're so busy and they need time to rest and I need time to rest. We all need time to rest, seriously. And it changes no matter what stage or season of life you're in. My son is four and he is at the stage, which kills me right now, that he's starting to transition into not taking a nap anymore. And so we're trying to find more ways for him to rest his body without napping. So right now, you know, we're working on quiet time where we all just sit at the kitchen table together. Those of us that are awake, the one-year-old's usually actually asleep in her crib. And, you know, I'll be doing my work or reading and he can color or play a game quietly for a half hour and, you know, take time for his brain and body to just take a step back and calm down. We'll see how this goes. I'll let you guys know in a few weeks if it's actually working. But for me, in my own life, sometimes I truly have to just schedule actual time on the calendar for me to rest. And that may seem silly, but it's been pretty great. You know, I talk with my husband at the beginning of every week. We kind of compare our calendars and then I take some time, usually on the weekends, where I can schedule a few hours of uninterrupted rest. So sometimes for me, that means going to meet a friend or maybe it means going shopping by myself or even going to a coffee house and working in a way that is rest for me. You know, it's getting away from the kids for just a little bit, shifting my mindset into something different and creative. And that's helpful for me. Another thing that I've done is deciding on a time to cut off all electronics and work and screen time. And that's been pretty difficult, if I'm being honest. But one of the most helpful things that I've done to attempt to achieve that goal is setting up the screen time on my phone. So right now I have it set to turn off almost all of my apps at 10 p.m. and then they turn on again at 7 a.m. And the first couple days I did that, it felt so weird to not be able to open the apps. I mean, you can open them, but it's so much harder to open Instagram when there's a button that says, do you want me to remind you in one minute or 15 minutes that you should be getting off of this? And so usually I just hit cancel and say, forget it, it's not worth it. If you don't have an iPhone, you can use the Moment app. I've also used that in the past and it's great. It's also crazy to see how much time we spend on our phones every day. And so that's part of me trying to create this cozy environment for myself and clear my mind is getting off of my phone. And then finally, I really am working hard to just listen to my body. Exercising helps, but I also need time to just rest. And 
I've worked really hard to try and figure out when I need to move my body and when I need to truly just let my body lay down. It's honestly ridiculous to me and just crazy to think about how all aspects of our body are really tied together and how mental health is tied into that and how if I push myself too hard, all of a sudden my, not only does my body feel tired, but my mind feels tired. My digestion is off. It's crazy. And so we'll get a lot more into this in episode four, which is focused a lot on listening to your body. But don't be afraid to say no to things because you have to do what's best for you, really. You know, listening to your body isn't just saying, I need to exercise, I need to drink water. It's really telling yourself, take a social media break or cut toxic people out of your life or say no to the invitation to go out on Saturday night. Whatever is going to be best for you is what you need to do. Because banking more time doesn't mean just having blank spaces on the calendar. It's really about setting up new routines and different systems to make everyday life run smoother, which then will allow for me to have more time for my family, for creativity, and for rest. So never forget your why and the reasons why you want to change your habits. Thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode of the Curating Cozy podcast. Next time, we're going to be exploring how to stay cozy on the road with my friend Addie. I cannot wait to see you there.